Yeah. And we'll go to NBA now. The first thing we're going to mention is something that we haven't talked about since, like, because yeah. we haven't had a show since, is yeah. James Harden on the Sixers got traded for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond. I think that was it. I don't think yeah, there was I any picks involved. Was oh, there was? I believe the second rounder. I had to go back and look it up. But initial reactions of how James Harden treated the net situation, treated the situation of the trade, and then yeah. how you think it will – what does it look like for the Sixers? Like, what what does that mean for the Sixers? Initial reactions for the trade uh... – in my opinion, I thought that uh, both teams won this trade, but later on, I feel like Philly's uh, Philly's gonna lose out a little bit mm-hmm. because of trading a guy that's so young and then has four years on his deal. And Ben Simmons, we don't know what he could be with KD and Kevin Durant. We still haven't seen him play. Um, how I felt about how Harden handled the situation. Uh, I felt like he just wanted to get back to what he knows. He wanted to be back with Daryl Morey. That's his guy. I can't blame him for that. But I will say this. Uh, you know, Kyrie, of course, had a lot to do with his situation. Mm-hmm. Um, him not being able – with Kyrie not being able to play home games this season, it had a lot to do with James Harden. And I pre- I think he felt like he didn't want to have to carry the load in exactly. a sense. If Kevin Durant's out and then it's just me by myself, I can't do this like in a sense. And then – with how much talent it is in the league, I guess I can see him doing it, feeling it that way. Uh, him going to play with Embiid is actually, I don't know what it's going to be. I think it's really interesting so far. Uh, they're 6-4 out of the last 10. Uh, Harden has shown that he can play well with Embiid, but I will have to see what it looks like playoff time. Mm-hmm. Lately, it hasn't been going so great for Harden. I know yeah. he's been kind of shooting kind of off and everything yeah. like that, but I, I think that I don't blame him for wanting out of the nets, but I do blame. Yeah, I was about to say I do blame him for the way he handled it. I I still think that he should have stayed with the nets. If you stick around with the team with Kyrie and KD, yeah. you're going to win. Like like James Harden, Kyrie, and KD is KD. I can't even talk. Yeah. KD and Kyrie are just that's just a recipe for winning games. Like I'm sorry, like I don't I, I don't can't blame him. Like, the only reason yeah. I can understand is because Kyrie's doing what he's doing right now, only playing away games, yeah. and then KD was hurt at the time. So at the time, James was carrying. He was he or he was yeah. his job to carry, and was whether he was doing yeah. it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to have to do it eventually. Yeah. So it's like um, I I understand him wanting out. I wish he would have handled it better. I think. He handed it a lot better than he did with the Rockets, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a think, ton better. I think he did, too. Um, I did think he gave up on the situation with KD and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. But uh, I won't say he handled it unprofessional in a sense of uh, to his teammates. I don't think he carried it that mm-hmm. bad. I do. It think, looked bad to the media. Yeah, I do think the media kind of overhypes it a little bit with mm-hmm. Harden. But... I think this is the, this trade has to show like we're gonna have to start holding him more accountable on if he doesn't win in Philly. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I think, think so. Playing with the best big man in the league, one of the if best players would, in the league. Yeah. Some people argue MVP if right would, now. Yeah. yeah, if you would consider, um, if you don't consider Giannis a big, I consider him a four slash big. But I think Embiid's like the best center in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVP caliber player. I think he will MV- win MVP this year. Honestly. 
Um, you got to get it done. Like you have yeah. your talent. You got Tobias Harris. You got uh, Tyrese Max. He's shown he's a young player with a lot of talent, and he's shown he's got a lot of development. And he's played well off of James Harden, which I yeah, like a lot. he has played a lot better he's since he got there. Extremely well off of James Harden. Uh, it's about Harden just staying healthy and being consistent. Mm-hmm. Like come playoff time, he's gonna have to be consistent and don't go into that shell of just oh, I gotta do everything. Mm-hmm. Be a willing passer in the sense as in you don't have to take bad shots when you don't feel like yeah, it. no. And just because you're not going doesn't mean you can't like affect the game in many ways, any mm-hmm. other ways. I I see Harden as kind of like he's he's just kind of built to be an ISO player. Yeah. Like he, that's just the way the game the game I don't that think he he's plays. Learn how to play off ball exactly. And so it's like it's it's hard for him to not be that way. So I think yeah. that it it was the right trade for him. He needed to go to a yeah. team where they could play ISO ball, which they were already basically doing in yeah. Philadelphia with Embiid. So yeah. you give him the chance to do that, and I have the full trade here. The Sixers acquired James Harden, Paul Millsap, and the Nets got Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks. That's, a 2022 and a 2027 protected. Yeah, that's insanity. That 2027 <laughs> pick is going to look real good, too, because I don't see James Harden lasting, like, maybe two seasons with him this season and probably next. Yeah. I don't see it lasting what? that long. I think James Harden's one of those guys that, James Harden, Joel Embiid, and Doc Rivers is not going to last. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't think a situation not gonna like last. that is going to last long at all. <laughs> James Harden's shown he's the type of guy when it gets t- super tough, he will leave. So if they don't win out this season, they start next season rocky, expect James Harden to leave. Yeah, but all in all, I think we both said this. The Sixers won the trade now, now. Yeah. but the Nets win the trade for the future. And I still think the Nets have a chance yeah. to prove that they won the trade yeah. now as well. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I definitely think they could get they could become spoilers for somebody in the playoffs. Exactly. So I think that's a good topic. We'll move on to our playoff play in scenarios. This is kind of well actually I'll kind of combine it with the uh who do you think will surprise, disappoint you to kind of yeah. cut time, first of all, and then second of all, basically the same thing we've yeah. been talking about anyway. Um, and we're going to do this. We're going to break this down east. I, both my east-west teams and then hit both of Don's east and west teams of who you're going to think is going to disappoint and surprise. The first one who I have disappointing is the Miami Heat. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're number one. They're number one, and that's cool and, and whatever. But right now, their leading scorer is Tyler Hero, which isn't good enough. And he's only scoring like 21 a game. So I just don't yeah. see that being the guy that, that that brings you to the promised land. I think they were one of the first teams to clinch a spot besides the Suns, yeah. um, which is cool and all. But like right now, I'm going to read down their stats. Their leading scorer is Tyler Hero, 21.1. Their leading rebounder is Dwayne Dedman with 5.9 and their leading assister is Kyle Lowry 7.7 they're gonna have to rely on some role players to be playing a lot better than what they are right now and they're right now they're great because they have a lot of role players who play great within their roles but their playoff time you have to elevate and I don't know how many of these guys are going to elevate past what they're already doing I think what Miami has done they've got a (laughs) lot of overachievers on the roster Mm -hmm. like guys like Kyle Lowry a guy that I said he's one of my favorite, one of guards I like as a point guard, because he's he's an overachiever. You don't think he's gonna be as great as he is, but mm-hmm. he comes up like he showed. He's 
him the uh, year he won with Kawhi. He showed he can be a big-time player in moments. But with that being said, I don't think they have a go-to guy scoring except for Tyler Hero. And to me, as a scorer, he doesn't have he doesn't have like all the he can score from all three levels, but he's not physically dominant enough to be like a guy that can get you twenty-eight mm-hmm. in the playoff because he doesn't impose himself like a guy like even the guys that's smaller than like guys like Steph that they have that one thing about them that's just you know. You can't apart. stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I, I agree. It's like, to me, what what I've said is that either one, Bam is going to have to be defensive yeah. player of the playoffs. That's also <laughs> what has Miami, as a, for me, as a threat is because of their defense. They yeah. are, in my opinion, the best defense team in the league mm-hmm. because of the way they can switch. And then the way that they run the zone, that, when they get in that 2-3 zone and you got to make guys, they're forcing other guys. To make shots that are not your go-to guy, they've shown that they know how to play that zone very well. Mm-hmm. Each guy that knows how to do that. Coach Bo, he's a great coach. I think he's gonna have them well planned. But if they're playing Brooklyn, I don't see them getting past the it, first round. And that's the problem. <laughs> and that's why I have them as my most as the team that I think yeah. will disappoint. Right now, with how the playoffs are ranked, lined up. Of course, yeah. we know we have the play in, but the Brooklyn is the Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn Nets are number eight. Which means that they would play Raptors in their first game for the play-in. I I think everyone has them beating yeah. the Raptors, especially if it's an away game. I think that's an yeah. easy win with Kyrie there. And then after that, they'd be playing the Heat in the first round. I don't see the Heat getting past yeah, Kyrie know. and KD. And Ben Simmons will most likely yeah. be playing by then. Miami so you have enough scoring. That's I think that's their big mm-hmm. problem scoring wise. It won't be defense because mm-hmm. I think they can guard a, a team like a. Brooklyn, I just don't think they have enough offensive firepower. Mm-mm. Like, Mm-mm. and the NBA has shown good offense always is going to be well. Great offense is going to be very good defense yeah. every time. Mm-hmm. And and I defensively, the Nets, Ben Simmons versus Tyler Hero. I'm taking Ben yeah. Simmons defensively. Like, yeah. I feel like Tyler Hero will get his points, but with it's Ben Simmons, be tough. yeah, it's exactly, he's going to be tough. It's not going to be efficient. It's not going to look the way that you want it to. So. Jimmy honestly, Butler will most likely be guarded by. Part, I think you put Kyrie Irving on Tyler Hero. You do? Like, and I don't mean that to disrespect him, but I think Kyrie's a very good defender. He is. And it's, he plays very smart defensively. He don't really take as many gambles. He's handsy. Yeah. He's a lot more aggressive. I think he learned that from Kobe, though. Mm-hmm. How to play defense real physical and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just don't see uh, Miami either. <laughs> um, they're nice first seed for the season, but I don't see them getting past them. I don't see them beating Brooklyn. Yeah, nah. Especially and, and, with Kyrie Irving. If he's he, if this game series goes to seven, that means Kyrie Irving's playing four games. Right now, I'll I'll put this into your heads. Right now, opposing offenses score one one hundred four against the Heat, and they score the Heat score one hundred nine per game. The Nets score one twelve per game, and opposing teams score one eleven. I feel like the Nets could get that defensive number down yeah. better than the Heat can get their offensive number up. For sure. So I could agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think that is what it boils down to for that one. And then for defense, or I mean not for defense, for the team that I think will surprise me is the Cavs. They play Chicago or not not Chicago. They play. Oh yeah, I have the Cavs. Yeah, they play the Seventy Sixers in the first. No. Yeah. Yeah. They play the Seventy Sixers in the first round. Uh-huh. So, and, and we talked about this, and, and I think that 
I trust Harden and Embiid to get past the Cavs. I think I can trust them past the Cavs, but I think the Cavs. That's why I had them as the team that surprised. I yeah. recently, I, I think I can also see them beating them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just recently played the Sixers. I think they actually did they lose both of them. The first one was the second one was kind of close. It was a loss by six. And the first one was a little bit further. It was a loss by 10. They played recently, too. Exactly. Close game. Mm-hmm. But let them figure out a way to guard Embiid, which I think is going to be the biggest yeah. problem, is who's going to be on him. Kevin Love, probably not. Evan Mobley, I see any Gary, of these guys. Garrett Allen going to get bullied that mm-hmm. series, series, but I definitely think it's going to be great help side defense with Ivan Mobley over top. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't think the kid gets enough like love because this guy is really like we ain't seen no big like him for real like that versatile and that long and athletic like that mm-hmm. that can recover like he can guard on the perimeter a little bit so if he gets in switch with James Harden I don't see it as too much of a disadvantage for him then they got guys like Garland I like him a lot mm-hmm. steady guard that can score he's gonna get he's gonna facilitate then they got they just have a deep roster to me yeah it's not the greatest players, but it's very deep roster. Mm-hmm. They have a very deep roster. And then I, I could really see, once again, Harden getting stuck in the iso ball he was doing in yeah. 2019. That's, that's get scary. stuck in that iso ball type game and start jacking up shots that look stupid. Yeah. And they go ahead and then lose that series. So that's why I have Cavs as my most surprising, or the team that I think could possibly surprise. For your East one, you had Chicago and Boston. I'll let you Yeah. So <laughs> surprising... I'm going to have to go with uh, Boston because they are red hot. I don't think Jason Tatum's getting enough love. And I don't like Boston. I, I don't like the Boston. <laughs> so let that be known. Let that be known. I don't like the Boston Celtics. But I think they're a very good defensive team. They're it's like over the last 20 games, I think they're the top defensive team in the league right mm-hmm. now. They're 8-2 uh, in the last 10. Yeah, they're allowing one in. They're le- allowing 103. Yeah, 103. And that's, that's better than the Heat. Like, I think they got a one-two punch that, as a forward, like, from forwards, I don't see too many forwards being able to stop them. And if they match up with, uh, as it stands right now, if they match up with uh, Chicago, I don't know if Chicago's going to be able to actually keep up with them in the mm-hmm. sense that they, are, they run a very good small ball lineup. Also with uh, just their ability to... Yeah, like they're red hot right now. Yeah, and last year, but red hot. yeah, and I just showed them the numbers. Yeah. January they went ten and six. In February they went nine and two. And then after the break in March, after yeah. the All Star break, yeah. they've yeah. gone eight and one. So they started off the season kind of tough. They were struggling a bit, but they've really, really picked it up in the last three months. Yeah. They've mostly picked it up defensively. I yeah. feel like. I they're all locked in. And then with the trade for uh, Derek White, I think they needed a point guard that could score. Mm-hmm. With Marcus Smart being the guard that can, you know, he can facilitate and he can score in moments, but he's more of a defensive guard. Mm-hmm. I think having Derek White come off the bench, you know what I'm saying, playing with them, that's actually he's a good scoring point punch for them in the guard spot. Mm-hmm. Uh I see them beating Chicago if they match up because Chicago hasn't been healthy uh, most of this season. Yeah, Lonzo's out indefinitely. They yeah. don't know. Any- Caruso just came back, yeah. and I'm not sure what Patrick, Patrick Williams. Williams just yeah. came back. They're just not getting healthy. But I don't think the Chicago Bulls, who I actually like, I like them a lot. Um, 
I don't think they have enough chemistry to beat Boston. A team like the Celtics, they are not an easy out mm-hmm. in the first round. I don't care what no one says. Like, yeah. it's when they lose, they lose to top teams. That's what I don't think people understand about Boston. Like, yep. and they have two really good guys that are very young. I think Tatum is elite, and he's going to show it in the playoffs too. I don't think Chicago. Well, getting into that point, like disappointed. Yeah, Chicago. Mm-hmm. They haven't been healthy all season. They've won games. They have a very impressive record, but they've won games, uh, a lot of games against bad teams. Mm-hmm. And against top teams, they don't play well, usually. I could put a little bit of that to health, but a lot of that comes with coaching, too. I think Billy Donovan sometimes has questionable you know, rotations, in a sense. They're not a deep team right now uh, because they aren't healthy, but... I think what will affect the Bulls most and make them my most disappointed team is they're not healthy and they don't have enough chemistry. These guys didn't play. Lonzo Ball, if he comes back, I don't think he's going to be the contributor that he can be based off the fact he hasn't been there for two months. Yep. And right now, the, we can see it right here. Bulls are 14-21 and 21 against teams that are 500 and above. The yeah. Celtics are 22-14. and 14, So it's almost yeah. the exact opposite. It's, yeah. 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 <laughs> Chemistry's going to be a lot. I think DeMar will play well. Zach's shown that he can play well, but mm-hmm. Zach has also shown he can't guard anybody. Yeah. So. And I think – I think, Or he hasn't – he's not willing to guard anybody. Let me say that. I, who do you think would guard him? I feel like Jalen Brown would guard. Yeah, Jalen Brown yeah. probably. Yeah. And I think he could do a decent enough he job really against Zach, Zach. Yeah, to, like, keep him in check. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Lonzo would have to – First of all, be back. Be and then second of all, be playing a lot better. Yeah. Caruso would have to probably lock down Jalen Brown, I'm guessing, or at least yeah. something like that. And I don't think anyone can slow Tatum down. So you just yeah. kind of. <laughs> no, none of those guards or wings can slow Jason Tatum down. Mm-hmm. Patrick Williams would have had the best shot if he was healthy this year. I don't see that happening. Uh, so, yeah, I got Boston basically being the top dog in that series. I think one matchup that the Bulls could exploit is Vooch versus Robert Williams, I feel like. I still don't even think they could exploit that as much because, like, Robert Williams, great shot block. He's averaging 2.2 blocks a game. Then he's shown he can rotate, and his help side defenses were also yeah. very crazy. He can guard peri- – he's one of the more new age bigs, yeah. so he can guard perimeter more than yeah. most bigs, but I don't know. And yeah, that's what kind of makes Vooch kind of like uh, – yeah, I don't think we run enough sets for Vooch anyway mm-hmm. for him to be a, an advantage in the playoffs because it's more so about getting DeRozan and Levine shots, which I don't like that style of play, but that's also one reason Chicago's going to lose, I think. I mean, and with DeRozan, it's it's worked. Like we saw, yeah. he's been considered for MVP multiple times throughout yeah. the season. His yeah. fourth quarter numbers are absolutely yeah. insane. And, and it's not a, even the fact of just DeRozan. I just think... And the playoffs teams can key in on that. And you don't want to play the same. If you're going to play that same way the whole season, and if it's going to look very crazy when someone has a strategy for it, and then you're trying to switch it up on the fly, and you mm-hmm. don't have the chemistry for it. Like, you got a lot of guys that you signed on one. Like, you just they're just not on the team. Like, the longest tenure bull might be Zach Levine. You got a lot of new guys. Caruso, I think he'll be a help in the playoffs, but even then, I think he gets canceled out by Marcus Smart. Yeah, I, I, yeah, they they kind of play similar. Yeah. yeah, I think he does too. So, moving on to the West, my most disappoint the team that I think will disappoint for me is is Dallas. Uh, they in 
I guess that isn't a surprise to anybody. They've kind of disappointed the last two years, but they've gone up against the Clippers, and it's been Luka by himself. Luka now has... Didn't no, Dinwiddie? Yeah, yeah. Luca now has Dinwiddie. He still has Kleba. And Jalen Brunson is playing a lot better than we've seen him before. So I think that they could make a push, but they're playing the Jazz in that first round. And I think Donovan Mitchell is absolutely tired of it. If there's yeah. yes, like Luca has lost a lot in the first two rounds of of his since he's been in the NBA, yeah. Donovan but Donovan, Donovan has done it more. He yeah, exactly. Every round, <laughs> exactly. And I think that will be a good series, but I don't know, man. I think Dallas might edge him out. So, think so? I, yeah, I think Luca's a better player than Donovan Mitchell. He is, but and I, I think they're gonna get game plan about the same way, where they're gonna send the double at Luca, and they're gonna send the double and trap. Jason Kidd shown he likes to do that a lot. Luca's better at getting out of doubles. I'll say that. Yeah. And he's a better playmaker too. Out of so. the, yeah, yeah. But I feel like, and and that's what, but that's why I think that it's kind of you only got to stop one guy. Like it's like it's like you stop him, and it's and that's that's yeah. it. Like they still have other players on that roster who can score from the Dinwiddie Jazz. Has a punch though. What I think Dinwiddie has a punch that like Mm-mm. and Jordan Clarkson's shown he hasn't been you know consistent in the playoffs. Uh. I, I don't think, know. I think Jordan Clarkson could help a lot. If if Donovan Mitchell's getting locked down like we think he will, Jordan Clarkson, of course, they still have Conley, who's can score if he's needed, but also passes a, a decent amount and helps them playmaking-wise. And then I, I I know it's people hate to say it, but they have Rudy, who can play defense. He can block and everything like that. <laughs> and then, I, think, I, think, I think this series for Rudy might be one of the, his – most exploit he gets exploited the most because Luca loves switching out on bigs mm-hmm. and he's going to take advantage of Rudy Gobert. I don't. It's tough. That's the only reason I say that because like I see how the Jazz play defense and if Rudy's, I mean, if Rudy's going to sit under that screen and let his guard get hit by that screen, Luca's going to take that jumper. And if <laughs> Luca's on, it's it's wrapped. Yeah, it's done. We see how he played against the Clippers and how he made Zubac in the playoffs non-existent. They could not play that man. Mm-hmm. They could not play him. Um, they still have Whiteside. I don't know how much you'd be able to play him on, either. Who do you put on? Uh, Royce O'Neal. Like, do you put him on? Uh, Luca. Luca. But then you're yeah. small. I guess Finney Smith. He's in the corner anyway. It's not as small. Royce O'Neal is what? He's six five. I'm saying you're smaller than like who's gonna? I guess oh, you have a small lineup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what makes it tough, but I do think uh, I think the Jazz can slide out of yeah. there. Like I just, I just see them as a team. They're more diverse, and yeah. it makes them harder to stop. So yeah. I, it's I think that can be a close one. There's a reason why they're five and six yeah. or four and five. I four mean, five they're gonna play this, yeah. right up on each other. Like that'll be a really good one. But who do you have like this uh, as a surprise? As my surprise, I had the Nuggets. I, I I truly think, first of all, I hate it for the Grizzlies, but <laughs> they're number two, and 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 a lot like the Heat, I think they're kind of fake. <laughs> like they're, they're, John Morant is a great player, and he proved that he can beat top players last year when yeah. he beat Steph in that play-in yeah. game and made it into the playoffs. And yeah. they proved that this year they are a better team than they were last year defensively, yeah. and 
they're more a little bit more diverse. It's not just Jaw. Like I think their record without Jaw is like what? It was something yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they a pretty good record. Yeah, I think Memphis is more like <sighs> when Jaw Morant isn't on the floor, they are more of a team like the Utah Jazz in a sense. They're gonna get everybody involved. You know, it's all about ball movement then. Mm-hmm. And they're a great transition team. That's one thing about Memphis. They're a great transition team. If they can get out in the open and score, they will. They like they look to lob you up. In the playoffs, that kind of simmers down and slows down a bit. So I would have to see what they look like in the playoffs again. Because mm-hmm. we've seen them against uh the Jazz. They came out, they I think they won the first game and then they lost four straight. Yeah. And um Yeah, yep, yeah, they did. I think this will be a testament the uh how they can just if they can stay consistent mm-hmm. in a sense like Jaron Jackson Jr. is gonna have to have one of his best yeah. series that we've seen. I Definitely. feel like I think like Dwayne Dedman has to at least make two, three threes a so game. Yeah, Desmond Bain. Yeah, I don't know what I said, Dwayne Dedman. Yeah, Desmond Bain, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to make <laughs> the leading Desmond Bain is gonna runner. have to show up. Uh Dylan Brooks. He just got back just healthy, got back. yeah. That was a guy that was a key contributor. Mm-hmm. Scoring-wise, for sure. Yes. yes. So, yeah. if he's not going and John ja Morant's not hitting the jumper, and it's shown playoff time, teams can... Lock down on that yes, jumper. Yeah. If they're going to force him to shoot, if John ja Morant's hitting, may, they could go far. But if he's not, I don't... I could see Denver pulling that off because Nikola Jokic, I don't see who's stopping him. Yeah, I, I don't. Him. I don't see anyone stopping Jokic and the right way now, Jokic and that's plays, that's why I the said way Jokic plays. He's not playing to like dominate only himself. He's trying to get his team to dominate you. He's getting guys involved, and that's why I said that I think yeah. the um, I could agree with the you Nuggets that. are going to be the team that surprises because they are they have a good back. matchup MPJ playing. Back. Yep, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. will be coming back. Like we just read earlier before the show, yeah. they said. It could possibly be sometime this week, which was kind of crazy to read. They did push back Jamal Murray's recently yeah. that I saw. I don't. Um, Mike Malone said it's not even close, so yeah. I don't think Jamal Murray plays this season they unless they get maybe to the finals. I don't see Jamal Murray playing this year. Yeah, I, I'm. That's tough. So I, I do think that the. The Nuggets can pull that out still, regardless, just based off the fact that yeah. there's no one guarding Jokic on that team. Like, yeah. there's no one. And, yeah. then, and Jokic makes everyone better. They have players who can still score. Will Barton, Aaron Gordon goes out there, and he'll put up some points sometimes and rebounds pretty well. Yeah. And The sacrifice they're going to have to make is by playing Steven Adams more because you have Nikola Jokic out there. And Steven Adams, he's... He's had some pretty decent games against Nikola Jokic, but I don't see him being able to guard him from a, a series. And with having Steven, Steven Adams on the floor, it makes the floor – you're shrinking the floor. I was about to say, yeah. If so you, it makes it harder for John Morant. If you stretch Steven Adams out to the perimeter, he's not guarding Jokic yeah. then. And and like you said, it shrinks the floor. Like So I, I do think that – yeah, I, I have to take Nuggets as my most – the yeah. team that I think will quote-unquote surprise. I do think that – in that series, I would not be surprised if the Nuggets were favored. Yeah. Yeah. I could see, yeah, I could see that. Like the Denver Nuggets, I could definitely see them beating uh, Memphis for mm-hmm. sure. Just off the fact that if Steven Adams has to play out there, it's gonna affect John Morant's game. 
it, with shrinking that floor in playoff time, they don't. They, it's a lot more physical. And if they're putting him out, and he's taking all that wear and tear, you know, he's going doing all the aggressive layups and stuff, which he mm-hmm. will. He's a great player. But if he's forced to shoot with all that wear and tear on his body, I don't see it. Like I don't see it uh, happening well. Because if they're forcing those other guys to hit and they are not hitting, I, I definitely can see uh, a team like Denver routing them for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and it's crazy because when you look at it, Memphis has actually beat Denver all three times they've played them this season. Four points in January. Yeah. And then two other times on a back-to-back in November. The first one was by two, and the second one was by like... Or first one was by nine. The second one was by two. So it's been some some closer games, but I, I feel like Nuggets can turn that up. So yeah. what, what are your teams for the West? For the West... The uh, that's for most that could be disappointing. I feel like Golden State, and I say this only because who are they playing the first round? The Timberwolves. I say this because if they are playing anybody, if they're playing in the second round against maybe Memphis, I could see Memphis it, taking like, that again. Yeah, I could see Memphis taking that again, and I also like if Steph Curry's not fully healthy and he's hurt right now. Yeah, he, he just, just got hurt he recently. Just got hurt. I don't know what that team looked like uh, in the playoffs. I'm not fully sold that Clay is fully back all the way. Mm-mm. I don't think uh, anyone sold on that. Jordan Poole's nice. I like him. I think he will have to step his game up in the playoffs. Oh yeah. Um, Andrew Wiggins definitely not sold on that guy. Don't know how he, <laughs> don't know how he made an All Star this year. Do not know that, but I could definitely see them like folding second round yeah, for sure. I think they'll get past the Timberwolves, they'll but I can see them Timberwolves. But folding second round against the um, I could possibly see them folding against the Nuggets as well. I could see yeah. them. Losing, I can see them losing to Denver as well. Yeah, to the Grizzlies, I think they could, especially if Jaws yeah. playing and, and Steph is not. Yeah, that's I think if they, Steph is not healthy, I don't see Golden State going yeah. far in the playoff. They if Steph is healthy, yeah, but uh, for surprising team, I'm gonna have to go with with how open the. With how open the West is, I could see a team like the Clippers. If Paul George is back, I could mm-hmm. see them actually getting deeper in the playoffs again. Because mm-hmm. they are a team that knows how to win in bad situations. They've shown that they can come back from down. And they've also shown that they can, you know, lose after being up. But I also think if Paul George comes back, and with the roster they have right now, if they got if they get Norman Powell back playing, and um, Reggie Jackson's on it, he's shredding right now. I definitely think that the Clippers are low key. So they could be a surprise team because I feel like the West is open. Aside from, they could take Phoenix if Chris Paul's not. I was just about to say that. Yeah, they could. I could see that happening again. I think people remember the series last year. Yeah, it was a great one. Paul George and the Clippers versus. Yeah. Devin Basically, Booker. Devin Booker and the Suns, because Chris yeah, Paul was hurt a lot of that series yeah. and everything like that. So, and and I could really see, and it got close. Yeah. It got close. I think it went to six games. I mean, if seven. I remember. Yeah, yeah, seven. it did win seven. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think that that could get real iffy for them. I agree that 
the Clippers scoring wise, and they win a lot of games that they really just aren't yeah, supposed to. Like supposed even to without win. Paul George, like yeah. Reggie Jackson will go out there and drop thirty. Zubac give I you think, fifteen I rebounds, think, and that looks like a win. I think like, Ty Lue as a coach doesn't get enough respect. He keeps those very guys much very so. calm, very in much in some so. of the toughest situations. Um, Clippers are they have playoff experience. They've shown that they can win big games, mm-hmm. and with New Orleans. But no, nah, they're not gonna play. Well, with Denver in that seven eighth game, the seven eight game, that could be interesting. Too. Yeah, that playing game is very interesting. I do have both of those teams making it though. Denver, Denver and, and Clippers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think Pelicans and Lakers. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> like so is I. I do agree with you. I think that uh, Clippers could put something up, especially if Paul George comes back. I would argue if Paul George comes back and he's healthy and Chris yeah. Paul comes back and he doesn't look like he's 100% yeah. they put him out there as a decoy like they yeah. did last time I, I think that hurts them more than it yeah. helps them and then Paul George and the Clippers end up beating him yeah. because of that Phoenix has been great this regular season I don't want to disrespect them by saying that the Clippers can you know come back fully but I'm just saying if Paul George is healthy I can see that being a great series and the Clippers will surprise the people if they win that series against the Suns I think they could be spoilers this season, definitely. And then the last thing we want to mention before the wrap of this show went very long. An hour 20. <laughs> Le- LeBron coming up on the all-time point stat leaders. He just recently passed Carl Malone in about hey. 100 less plays, hundred less played games. Yeah. If he's able to... Um, he has a, what, 1,100 mm, points Next season, yeah, that's more like a next season thing. Next season, he will he will be the fastest player to score to be yeah. number one. Yeah, for sure. So, and I think, and it's something that you talked about a little bit before the show is like LeBron saying that he's not a scorer. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny to me because LeBron, like, you average twenty seven a game, mm-hmm. and I mean, let's just let's be real with it. If you're not averaging. You're not averaging 10, 9 assists. Like, so I wouldn't consider you like, you're a great all-around player. Don't get it wrong. But you're predominantly a great scorer. Mm-hmm. So I think he, even though he doesn't get seen in that look, when people say who are the greatest scorers, LeBron James is one of the greatest scorers that ever played this game. I think he does need more respect on his name when it comes to scoring because the way that he has the consistency to do this is insane. Exactly. Like, 29.8 a game. Like that's leading the league. That's actually tied like, with him beating yeah. and Giannis, but it is him, there. You have mm-hmm. to give LeBron James his respect. Um, all time, like even with the goat debate, you still got to give him his respect with that. In mm-hmm. a sense, he has a he has an argument. Yeah, and and when you look at it, he shoots fifty percent. Of course, he yeah. he's gonna have a few more years, more layups, too. more layups, shorter shots, yeah. stuff like that. Jordan shot forty nine. Kobe yeah. shot forty four. The most efficient one, of course, Kareem. He's right at the rim. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> 55. Yeah. So, I think that, yeah, like, LeBron doesn't get enough points, enough credit for scoring what yeah. he's able to do and putting up points. He's not going to give you a million 60-point games. He's yeah, not going to, he's not even going to give you a ton of 50-point games. Yeah, but if he'll he give you a lot of 40s yeah. and 30s and stuff like that, and that adds up. But taking, <laughs> like, getting 27 a night from a guy, like, I'll take that over just getting 50 in spurts. Like, mm-hmm. you can see, like, guy like, like James Harden. Harden. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, guy like James Harden, they could, he, when he was, uh, in his prime, he was definitely going crazy with mm-hmm. the scoring, but it wasn't like, 
He's not a consistent scorer. Mm-hmm. He's a volume scorer. LeBron is a consistent scorer. You're going to get 27 for him. Yeah. Or at least 26. I think he averages 26 for a career, like 26.8 or something like that. Something like that. But I don't think he get enough respect as one of the greatest. So I just want to say shout out to LeBron on that. Mm-hmm. I have to give him credit. I think yeah. I saw it was like a... um. It was like a scoring chart of the NBA of like who has the most points in what areas and stuff like that. And I think LeBron was like his things around the rim were insane. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like he's very efficient at getting mm-hmm. to the rim and mm-hmm. going downhill and scoring. I think mm-hmm. that isn't talked about enough, even though it's not as impressive as like, you know, his shooting threes, like him shooting threes is not as impressive. He shoots thirty four percent. I say he's a volume shooter when it comes yeah. to threes. You'll yeah. have games where he'll shoot like Seven for yeah. twelve out of nowhere, like. Yeah. <laughs> but he's definitely yeah. Like shout out to Bron, Bron, no cap. Will you? My question though, if he becomes number one point scoring, will he be the goat? Will ah mm. for me no. I don't. I don't know. I say he's. <laughs> He's a go to consistency though. You can he's a staple. If you look at any athlete who you would want to have a career like as in consistency, LeBron mm-hmm. James is the guy. As in goat, I don't know if I could say that. Yeah. And I, and I have to agree with you there. It's yeah. so 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 hard for me to put him over Jordan. And I won't yeah. lie like I was a guy who really put him over Jordan for most of the time I've been alive up yeah. until I probably saw the last dance. And that's yeah. when I was like, yo, like yeah. Jordan is just it's different. A different level, <laughs> yes. it's a different level. I don't think I could put him over Mike, mm-hmm. man. I, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Mike is crazy. Like, I don't believe that was real. Like, I didn't see it, but to have that effect to where players are calling you black Jesus, like that's, that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's insane. insane. You're and comparing you to God. A, a player mm-hmm. copy what you like, your game, mm-hmm. and Kobe. be great with it. Yep. That's absolutely insane. That's just different. He level. took the blueprint and and yes. did pretty well. Yes. <laughs> Enough to be considered a top five player as well. So for sure. But that will be it for today's show. Once again, go check us out YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. I'm gonna break this show up so that it won't be as much <laughs> long segments. It's yeah. probably gonna be basketball or NBA and then NFL. So that was breaking up like 45, 45, but. Thank you, Don, for joining us for yeah, today. No problem. That was fun. I, I have to do that, that more often, and we'll probably still keep talking sports. Deuce, deuce. Yeah. <laughs>